0: I think this series of readings that we just heard from probably hit on one of the most important issues that keep souls away from God. And not just that keep souls away from God, but that also keep them from growing growing in their relationship with God. And the series of readings talked about how we're made worthy Uh, to approach the presence of God. I know many people who when they pray can't raise their heads uh, to look at the cross or if they're in adoration to look at the Eucharist or in general. Uh, Because when they look at something this holy uh, they know they're brought right away to think about their own Limitedness, their own faults. I mean, everyone is a sinner. They're, they're aware of that. And as a result, they keep themselves at a distance. They keep themselves a little bit far. And so, in this longest of all the parables that Jesus has ever given, uh, you know, when you talk about something for a long time, that means you really care about it. So that means this is probably Jesus' favorite parable the most important one. He goes to great detail, and there is very good detail here, uh, to show us the extent of how God wants to bring us out of that. How he wants us to break that barrier or to take off that veil, as said in St. Paul's reading. All, a lot of us, want to keep a veil between us and God, like the Old Testament. Because the beauty of God is so great. You just can't bear to say, how is this for me? After everything I've done. The great detail that this parable goes into, just a kind of quick review, because I know this is one of the most famous parables. People are very familiar with it. Right, when the son says to the father, give me my share... That's equivalent to him saying, you're dead to me. The father dies, his share is split, his inheritance is split. I want it now. The son goes off to a faraway place. You know what it's like for the Jews to leave your people. There's specific land designated for them to stay in with a specific tribe. And this boy goes off to a faraway place. He leaves his people. He hires himself out to other people. He squanders the inheritance in loose living. You know what that means. All the commandments under the sun. And then, the unclean animal, which if you were to touch it, you are ritually unclean, he was jealous of their food. So you can see the, the picture Jesus paints is the very picture of the definition of rock bottom. Rock, bond, the lowest of the low, the furthest that you can get. Yet, yeah, this parable, which I'm just going to ask you, what is this parable called? The parable of the prodigal son? Yeah. So I like what Pope Francis says. He says, this parable is not about the prodigal son. He calls it the parable of the merciful Father, because that's the perspective we should be looking at this parable from. If we look at it from that perspective, we see the real meaning of what's happening here and what Jesus is trying to communicate to, it says, the the people of the Jews, his, all the audience, not just the Pharisees, not just the scribes, not just the lawyers, all the peoples. He's trying to communicate in his favorite parable, which I'll assume to say, the love of the Father. the love of the father the extent to which he goes this is a very important parable we have one of my favorite words i like as deacon john very flatteringly complimented me last week thank you deacon john uh, junior he said i like liturgy i do like liturgy and one thing about liturgy i'll share with you one of my favorite like journeys in the liturgy we call ourselves throughout the Mass, you hear like, we say, although we are unworthy, have mercy on us, strengthen our Lord and our God, our weakness by our mercy, cleanse the stench of our iniquity, the filth of ours, you know. We use these, like, very creative poetic language to describe about our unworthiness, right? And it's true. It's all true, brothers and sisters. There's one part of the Mass, when you guys look at me after the Creed, what am I doing? I'm bowing to the altar and I'm going like this. I'm crossing my hands and I'm bowing down. You know why it says that? It says the instruction for to, to the priest to do that? It says, you can't open your arms yet, priest. The instructions of the Mass. Whoever wrote this beautiful genius poetic poetry. You can't open your arms yet. Because you don't have filial confidence yet to, to pray to God. You're in your sins. Remember that word, filial confidence? you get big bonus points from me if you know where we say that phrase in Mass. Where do we say Filial Confidence? Come on. Come on. Come on. You guys go to Mass every Sunday, don't you? Sometimes, many times a week. Filial Confidence. Where do we say that? With Filial Confidence, you stand before you. Before the Our Father. Before the Our Father. Because we say, Lord, forgive our sins. So at the Our Father, at this time, the Mass is saying, because you've recognized your sinfulness, your unworthiness, now you can come forward by the grace of God and say, Our Father. You have that closeness with God. Jesus is trying to teach us to go from a generic relationship with God to calling Him Father. Not just Father, like Baba. You know, and you're like, Bob, can I have some water? You didn't even call him Baba. You didn't call him father. Bob. <laughs> that's why many, back in the day, many of the parents that lived in, or worked in stores, the fathers, they thought their names were Bob or Robert. <laughs> Bob, the cash register is empty. Go help the guy. No one's there. Oh, hey, Bob, can I just buy this? <laughs> All right. The, the point is, this homily and any homily about this parable falls short because it's so important because it's supposed to communicate the depth of the love of God. And none of us can even scratch that. How deep it goes, how far it goes. None of us can even dare to talk about it in a limited amount of time. I said this in my Ba'utha homily, and I'll say it here. Uh, St. Isaac of Nineveh, is one of our church fathers, he says, the deepest form of prayer... The deepest, you want to go the deepest form of prayer, it's this. It's when you cry in prayer for two reasons. One, because of your awareness of your sinfulness. And two, because although you're a sinner, God still loves you. So for this reason, you need to raise your head in prayer. You need to make eye contact with the Eucharist. Sometimes. Sometimes if you feel, but not all the time. You don't put your head down all the time. But there, there's a problem when you can't look at the Lord face to face. And you can't open your heart up. Too many of you feel like you're unworthy. But you're made worthy only because of Him. And you need to believe that. The first reading of Isaiah, or excuse me, of Deuteronomy. All that's being said, the Lord's like, don't you remember who I am to you? How much I've done for you? How I spoke to you from heaven? How I separated the sea for you? How I came down as a pillar of fire? Don't you know how much I already love you? How much extent I'm going to go through for you? So I just want you to take off that veil so you're not stuck in the Old Testament. We say, with radiant faces, like Moses, his face was so radiant when he removed that veil. That's what you're supposed to look like. And so get out of that faraway country, come back to your father, and let him put on you beautiful royal clothing. And be comfortable as a citizen of that home. And let the Lord feed you, the father feed you uh, the royal food today so that you can truly feel that you are a part of that family brought in by the blood of Jesus. Amen.